Welcome to the weekly podcast for City Chapel at Slaughter Creek, the world's okayest church, right here in Austin. Get to know us better at citychapelchurch.com. We're so glad that you joined us today and hope you enjoy the message. Month of November, we have been teaching the kids uh, about Thanksgiving about being thankful and grateful, and uh, we talked about what the kids were thankful about and uh, who they're thankful about and uh, who we give that uh, uh, glory to, right? So today we're gonna go ahead and do that again. I brought with me something to help me illustrate that. And what I brought is some donuts. Oh boy. Oh boy, the kids are all excited now, right? All right, so this is a little bit different from what we serve outside. They got some, some chocolate lines on it, so a little bit more special than normal. So you guys know that we serve donuts here at uh, City Chapel in the morning. Uh, if you haven't done that, you haven't seen that, you're missing out. So come early so you can get donuts and get some coffee. Uh, one of the things that the hospitality team uh, does before they serve those um, donuts on the table is they cut it in half. So let me ask the kids, if you guys had a choice between a whole donut or a half donut, what would you want? The whole one, right? Like one of these whole one, right? Okay, well, I'm going to disappoint you guys today. So unfortunately today, we're not gonna give you whole donuts, but we're gonna give you half. Yeah, we're all disappointed. So we're gonna cut these in half, just like they do at the hospitality team. I know it's not fair, but that's what's gonna happen today, right? It's so unfair, but uh, it's funny because I stand at the uh, hospitality table long enough to hear the kids' comments about the half donuts. They say things like, why do they cut it in half? Um, They'll say, I only get one. Can I get two? Uh, And then you got those kids that like to negotiate. They say, all right, mom and dad, what if I eat a banana? Can I get two? All right. And then some of our ministry kids that are here for two service, they'll tell tell their parents, I'll eat one at the first service. And then after that, I'll eat another one. Would that work? Any of your kids say that? Yes. So, yeah, so why cut it in half? That's the question, right? Why cut it in half? The kids always ask that. Now, it sounds like a question, but if you really think about it, it's more of a complaint. Ooh, kids are complaining. They're unhappy. It's unfair. So they complain about it. But instead of uh, saying it's a complaint, they, 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 they ask a question so that it doesn't sound so bad right? I mean, does it sound bad when you're saying, why do they cut it in half? Not really, right? But it's still really a complaint. And when you're complaining, you're unhappy. And when you're unhappy, you're not thankful, right kids? All right. And and what have we been teaching you guys to be thankful, right? So that's the complete opposite. So what is God telling us to do? If I can have the first scripture, first Thessalonians, let's look at it on our big screen TV today. So our scripture is from 1 Thessalonians 5.18. It said, 
Give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. How about you guys say that together with me? Go ahead. Give thanks. Good job. I think I heard some, some of the kids say that. So the scripture doesn't say oh, complain and be unhappy, right? Is that what it said? No. no, it said give thanks in all circumstances. Now, the story of Moses and the Israelites when they were wandering in the desert for 40, uh, 40 years was a really awesome story. Uh, for 40 years, God provided for everything that they needed. Uh, they needed protection, and God did that because there was all these people that were coming after them. And God protected them for them. Uh, they needed shelter from the hot sun, and so God showed up in this big pillar of cloud. So there was this big shade wherever they went, and then at night it was cold. It was freezing cold, so God showed up in a pillar of fire, so they had heat. Not much like what we have here today, but they had heat. And then uh, they had clothes that never wore out. They had shoes that they never grow. They had clothes that, that fit right. Now, parents, can you imagine buying your kids clothes for one time for 40 years? Man, how much money would you save? Not cool? Now, the coolest thing that God provided was food, and it was called manna. And manna was this thing that fell from the sky, and it would fall on the ground. And in the morning, everybody would see that, and they would eat it. And mine is kind of like a little seed. And when you eat it, it was like a wafer that tasted like honey. So it was like heavenly candy, right? Everybody say heavenly candy. All right, now for one moment, think about your favorite candy. Okay, for me, it's the, the Hershey uh, candies. It could be the little ones, the, the middle pack or the big one, or even those little Hershey kisses. I love those, right? So. Imagine for a second that every morning when you woke up, your favorite candy was on the ground. You go outside and there's, it's everywhere in your yard and your mom said, yeah, yeah, go ahead and get it. It's, it's okay. Because it's nutritious. It doesn't give you a tummy ache and it's not bad for your teeth. It would never, never give you bad cavities, right? And it's okay. Isn't that cool? Wouldn't that be cool if you wake up every morning and you found your favorite candy on the ground? I think it's cool. So that's what the Israelites had, right? They had heavenly candy, but you know what? As good as they had it, they still complained. And if I can have that second scripture uh, from Numbers 11. Let's see what they were saying, okay? Now the, mix, now the mixed multitude who were among them yielded to intense craving. So the children of Israel also wept. The word wept, that's just a fancy word for saying, oh, they were whining. Ah. Okay? again and said, who will give us meat to eat? There's that question again. Oh, let's go back one more time. There's that question again. Who will give us meat to eat? It sounds like a question, but they're really complaining, right? Okay, let's go to the next slide. We remember, um, we remember the fish which, were, which we ate freely in Egypt, the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks. Does anybody know what leeks are? No. I bet Ro does, she's a vegetarian. Leeks are just like onions. Ugh. They even said the onions. It's not enough to have the leeks, but add more onions. And then the garlic. They wanted vegetables instead of this heavenly candy. But now our whole being is dried up. Your kids ever say, Mom, I'm so hungry, I'm starving. But the whole time there's food in the pantry, in the, in the fridge. That's what they were saying. They were complaining. 
And then they said, there is nothing at all except this mountain before our eyes. So more complaining. So as good as the Israelites had it, they had uh, food, shelter, clothing, protection, and food, they complained about that manna. And sometimes that's what we do, right? We see the half donut and we say, why do they cut it in half, right? But you see the problem, kids, is we're focusing on the half when we should be thanking about the have. Thanking God for what we have, right? Because you guys all have homes to go home to, right? We all eat food. We have a bed to sleep on. So there's a lot of things that we, we are so thankful for. And what happens is when we think about the things that, that we have, we begin to be thankful. And when we're thankful, that goes back to the guy that gives it all, and that's God, right? So think about the things that you have and don't think about the half. Okay, anybody want some donuts? All right, over to you, Pastor Harry. <laughs> what, a, what about the altar call? I was expecting. All right, so what you have instead of what you have. Uh-oh. Oh, really? Do they all get a half? Look how thankful they are for the half. You should have... I told them to hand out leeks. Like, that's your treat today, leeks. That would be awesome. All the parents would thank us for that. Um, <laughs> um, Pastor Eddie talking about um, manna, uh, or as he said, mana. Um, I, know, I know all of you know exactly what that is, but you probably would like for us just to give a refresher course exactly what, what mana is. Um, all right, so everybody say, what is it? That's, that's what it is. Um, no, literally, mana or mana means, what is it? Mana means, what is it? That's what mana means. That's what they called it. Uh, they, they, they walked out of their tent. They saw some wafers on the ground. They saw heavenly candy, uh, heavenly Snickers, and they said, what is it? And that's, what, and, and that's just what they decided to call it. Every day they went out and got some more, what is it? <laughs> so do we have enough, what is it for today? I think so. And even God then called it, what is it? Even, even God then said, okay, if that's what you want to call it, that's what I'm going to call it. And so God called it, what is it? It's, it's, it's funny because sometimes when God blesses us, sometimes we look at his blessing and we go, what is it? <laughs> God's blessings don't always come to us in the shape and the form that we're used to or that we expected. Uh, I, I think it was Thomas Edison who said, opportunity comes to you dressed in overalls which back in the day, that meant hard, hard work. But anyway, uh, the, the, the fact is that, that the blessings from God or opportunities that God brings into your life often comes in a form then you look at it and say, what is it? And God doesn't even mind the fact that you don't know what it is. And so God calls it the same thing. God says, yeah, this is a blessing, but you don't know what it is, but I know what it is. So, so, so every time kids, you, when, when your mom brings out the meal and you smell it and you say, what is it? 
You're saying manna, basically. God's best blessings are ones that you look at and you say, what is it? I don't, I don't know what that is. I wasn't expecting that. That's not how it was played out in my mind. Uh, I'm looking at God's blessing and I'm saying, what is it? Well, uh, uh, so having just celebrated Thanksgiving, um, we, got to, we got to celebrate uh, uh, the fact that, um, what, the Lions won. I think that was a that was a celebration, um, uh, and no, they lost. Oh man, yeah, seven points, thirty to twenty-three. They almost won. Michigan almost won. Uh, we got to celebrate some of those things, but we but the 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 thing about Thanksgiving is we're supposed to thank God for what it is. So even even when we approach life and we say I don't know what it is. We thank God for what he has given to us. And when we thank God for what he has given to us, that is being thankful. And so oftentimes we think that we have to really um, understand what it is or really know um, what it is, that we have to label it, we have to define it, we have to understand it, we have to wrap our heads around it before we can really be thankful for it. But, But the truth is that thankfulness or gratefulness is not like an emotional um, reaction to something. Thankfulness, as the Bible defines it, is not an emotional reaction to something. So it's not that they looked at the manna and they said, wow, thank you, God, for, for this. No, they looked at that and they said, what is it? Thankfulness, gratefulness that God is looking for is not necessarily that you see the value just in the thing that God's given you. It's not just an emotional reaction to something. It is a heart response to someone. That when we are thankful to God, that's the ultimate one that we should be thankful to. Kids, we should be thankful to your parents for putting whatever it is in front of you to eat for dinner. Come on, parents, somebody. Whatever it is that, get, that you, you ought to be thankful to your mom for cooking it, whatever it is, um, whatever she put in the microwave, you ought to be thankful for your mom. <laughs> Slaved over a, a hot stove, maybe, I don't know. Cooked it from scratch as Roe does sometimes. I mean, you ought to be thankful, not, not, not just for what it is, because you might not even like what it is. Now I'm, now I'm preaching to parents. You might not even like what God's put in front of you, but the effort that went into it, the fact that it has been put in front of you, you're not thanking for what it is. You're thanking for, thanking for who he is. And that is the grateful heart that God is looking for. And so I'd like to just wrap up this service by reading a scripture uh, that talks actually about manna. Uh, if you could um, put it up there, it's found in Deuteronomy. This is Moses' um, This is Moses' kind of farewell speech to the people um, of Israel, those people who ate the manna, those people who wandered around the wilderness uh, for 40 years, those people that God led, right? God parted the Red Sea for them. God, God um, led them with a pillar of fire by night which, yes, allowed them to see where it was at night, but it also allowed for the warmth uh, from the fire, which Pastor Eddie was talking about. Um, he also led them with a cloud by day, which provided shade for them in the middle of the, of, the, of the desert sun. And so God had done so many good things for them. And Moses, the prophet, he's like, he's like the ultimate prophet, prophesies to them about what God's about to do. He says, for the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. Somebody say good. Nice. A good, the Lord's bringing you into a good land. 
a land with brooks and streams and deep springs gushing out into the valleys and the hills, a land with wheat and barley, vines and fig trees, uh, pomegranates, olive oil and honey, nut, Cheerios, just adding that. It's all right. No, it's not literally in there. Um, a, a land where bread will not be scarce and where you will lack nothing. This is the land that God wants to bring his people into. And this is for his people, obviously, of that particular time, but it was written down and recorded for you and me to understand the kind of God that we serve. God wants us to go into a good land, a land that is flowing with everything that we need, all of the provision that we need. He says, I, I want you to know that God's going to take you to a good land where you lack nothing, a land where the rocks are iron and you can dig copper out of the hills. Now, Copper's not going to be sitting there all packaged for you. You might have to dig in a little bit. This is where we get lost. But he says, there, there will be copper in the hills for you to dig out. And when you have eaten and are satisfied, I want you to praise the Lord your God for the good land that he has given you. He didn't say, I want you to focus on the things that he's given you, make sure you don't lose them. He didn't say, I want you to take good care of the things that he's given you. He didn't say, I want you to, to uh, preserve the things he's given you or build fences so that nobody can steal them. No, the, the focus from, from Moses' perspective, he said, God is going to take you into a good land where you lack nothing, but when you have eaten, when you have eaten from that land, when you've sat down at the table, when you've eaten and you are satisfied, I want you to praise the Lord your God for the good land he's given you. Praise God for the things that he's given you. That, that thankfulness, gratefulness is not an emotional response to something. It is a heart reaction to someone. And this word praise is not just an attitude. I, I know sometimes we talk about an attitude of gratitude, right? And, and it's good. It's good to have an attitude of gratitude. Uh, but the problem is, many times, an attitude doesn't always translate into an action. You know, like, I know many people who have an attitude of Christianity. They have, they have an attitude of Jesus' teaching. They like it. They like the whole turn the other cheek thing. They like the whole love your neighbor as yourself thing. They like some of Jesus' teaching, but it doesn't necessarily translate into action. They have an attitude that they, that they feel uh, a certain way towards something. You might feel thankful, but that's not what Moses is saying. He's not saying, make sure you feel grateful. Make sure you have warm, fuzzy feelings in your heart. You know, hashtag so blessed. Hashtag can't believe my life. Hashtag what? You know, I mean, that's not what he's saying. He's saying, I want you to do something about it. After you've eaten, after you've been satisfied, I want you to praise the Lord. Praise the Lord is not just an attitude of your heart. It's not just a feeling, a sentiment that you have. It is something that actually ends up coming out of your mouth. It is something that you do with your actions, with your mouth, with your life, with your hashtags, with your check-ins, with your Facebook posts. This is not just an attitude of gratitude. This is an action of, action of praise. I want you to praise the Lord. How do you praise the Lord? You talk about, with your mouth, the good things that God has done. And so it's not just enough to have an attitude of gratitude, kids, when mom slaved over that mac and cheese and put it down in front. It's not just enough to have an attitude. It, you got to say what? Thank you. Thank you. Okay, all right. You guys aren't, okay. What do you say? Thank you. Nice. 
thank you. Exactly. When you say thank you, that is an action of gratitude. That's, that's actually putting it into action. And I would just challenge even the adults in the room uh, might want to say thank you. I don't mean thank you for the meal, although husbands, you ought to thank your wife every time she cooks something and puts it down in front of you. Lead by example, guys. You ought to, you, truly, you really ought to thank. And then, and then when you get the meal, you ought to thank God for the provision, for the resources to be able to buy the food. Even if, you're out, even if I'm eating out, I'm thanking God for what he's given me. And that happens with my mouth. It's not just in sentiment in my heart or in my head somewhere. This is something that actually comes out of my mouth. But not only that, you really ought to thank other people who have impacted your life. You ought to actually, with your mouth, tell them how much you appreciate them. Tell them how much you are thankful for them. You say, well, I think they know my heart. No, they don't know your heart. Your heart's in here. They don't know. God knows your heart. Other people don't. Sometimes it's got to come out of your mouth and, or through a text message or through an email or through a Facebook post and just say, thank you. All the words of encouragement folks ought to be amening me right here and right now. This is, this is, this is something I had to learn because I'm not a words of encouragement person. I don't need you to tell me thank you. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do anyway, whether you like it or not, because that's just my job. But what I have found out is that if I will show gratitude by opening my mouth, and yes, opening my mouth to the Lord, but also opening my mouth to other people by showing gratitude to other people, then they actually know what's going on in my heart. And so an attitude of gratitude is nice, but actions of gratitude are much better. Actions of gratitude are much better. Just this past October, we had Pastor Appreciation Month, and many of you uh, had actions of gratitude for me. And that was much, much better than the attitude of your heart. <laughs> the, 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 the Starbucks gift cards and the pies and the, 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 the gas cards. And I mean, we got all kinds of gift cards. That was, that was an action of gratitude that speaks way more than simply an attitude. And so this is what he says. I want you to praise the Lord your God for the good land that he's given you. Go on to the next verse, on to verse 11. He says, be careful. This is the warning. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God. This is what happens when we are blessed. This is what happens when we are offered a half a donut. <laughs> right? This is what, yeah, yeah, all right, that's what I'm talking about. That's what happens when, when, you, when you go to a church when they have donuts every single, I grew up, we never had donuts in church. Never. We weren't even allowed to take food into like church because it, it was holy and, and food would mess it all up. And so we weren't allowed, I mean, we, we got, you guys get ice cream at the end of every service. You get half a donut and ice cream every single Sunday. You got it. This is the problem with prosperity is you start, elevating your preference over God's provision. <laughs> this is a problem with prosperity is your preference becomes the thing. Yeah, I just don't really like it. Yeah, it's not my favorite. I prefer the chocolate donut, not the, not the glazed. <laughs> Same amount of sugar, just eat it. Uh, but you gotta be careful that you don't forget that God has given you us all of these good things. This is true in a, in a, in a prosperous nation too. We gotta be careful that we don't forget what God has blessed. I, I, I know politicians aren't what you want them to be and I know the government's not what you want it to be and I know your job's probably, and your finances probably, and you probably got half a donut when you really want a whole donut and you got your eyes on the whole donut, but be careful not to forget 
the Lord your God and what he has done for you, failing to observe his commands, his laws, his decrees that I'm giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied and you build fine houses and you settle, that's something I don't ever want to do. You settle down and when your herds and your flocks grow uh, fat, large and your silver and your gold increase and all you have is multiply when your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt out of the land of slavery you forget where you came from <laughs> you forget one of the, the best hearts of gratitude is remembering where God has brought you from remembering what what it was like before he entered into his life and before you before you had the luxury of being picky with your preferences there was a god who was there providing your provision he was faithful to you when nobody else was faithful to you he believed in you when nobody else believed in you and I know you would rather, you know, this happen or that happen and you'd like more salary and you'd like more time off and you would like, like this or like that. But, but don't forget where you've come from, the provision that God has given to you. You didn't do this on your own. This is why, this, this is why I don't understand people that come to church and just worship like this, you know, as, as if they, they pulled it all together by themselves, as if they, they pulled themselves up by the bootstraps and just made their life work. No, God has blessed you and your family and your job. The only reason you have a job is because God has blessed you with that job. God's blessed you with children that are willing to sit through a boring Pastor Harry sermon, sermonette at the end of the other sermon that they just heard about the kid. I mean, God has blessed us as a church with awesome people. People, people who are getting saved and transformed and renewed and, 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 and made new every single week. We cannot forget we haven't done this on our own. He led us out of slavery. He led us out of the pit. He led us out of bondage. He took us from where we were to where we are. And we're not where we want to be yet, but we are not where we used to be because of God. Because he did it. He led you. Look at the verse 15. He led you through the vast and dreadful wilderness. He took you out of Egypt, led you through the vast and dreadful wilderness onto verse, uh, uh, through the rest of verse 15, that thirsty and waterless land with its venomous snakes, kind of like Texas, and scorpions. He brought you water out of a rock. He gave you manna to eat in the wilderness, something your ancestors had never known to humble and test you so that in the end, look at this, so that in the end it might go well with you. This is God's plan. So that in the end, it might go well with you. Everything you've been through in your life is so that in the end, it might go well with you. You may say to yourself, this is the danger, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me, but remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. Yeah. We ought to be thankful to God for what he's done. Thankful to God for what he's done. In fact, I challenge you. I, this, this is the altar call, kids. This is it. I want you to think of one thing that you're thankful for, okay? One thing that you can go to your parents at the end of service and tell them, I'm thankful for one thing. Come, come into church. All right, bud, that's what I'm talking about. He's, he's already got it. He didn't even take 30 seconds. You got something? I'm thankful um, for God giving our sins. God forgiving sins. All right. That's super spiritual. You guys are rocking. Any, anything else that you're thankful for? Anything, anything that you're thankful for? Anything, yeah? 
Um, I'm thankful for my parents always being there for me. All right, that's something. I'm thankful for the for the food I get and for God. Food, that's what I'm talking about. Amen. God's neat, let's eat. I'm thankful for God. For God, yeah, that's very, very good. Good church answer. Anything else? Food, I like it. Yeah, what, what are you thankful for? I'm thankful. Um, uh. <laughs> you're thankful for the chance to say that you're thankful. That's like, I like it. I like it. You guys, anything? Okay. We'll, we'll get, what? One, one more? <laughs> I'm thankful for life. Life. Nice. I'm thankful for our homes and the roof over our head. All right. Yeah. Like it. Like it. Okay. All right. Okay. So the kids just led by example. Now, all you parents, I want you to turn to somebody next to you and tell them one thing you're thankful for. Just tell them something that you're thankful right now. One, two, three, go. You've had a lot more time. The kids that say it and they thankful for all kinds of things. Yeah. All right, let's go to the Lord. Let's thank the Lord for everything. God, we thank you for what you provided for us. We thank you that you've always been there for us. We thank you for, for, for yeah, our homes, for our cars, for our uh, gas in the car. We thank you for our health, Lord. We thank you that we're still alive. We thank you for our, our emotional health. We thank you for happiness. We thank you for joy, Lord. We thank you for things that money cannot buy. We thank you for the ways that you've blessed us and the ways that you've provided for us and protected us. Thank you for relationships you brought into our life. We say thank you.